helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. I want to thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Show. Today's show is part three in our series, Birth Order Traits, Tendencies, and Pitfalls. In part one, we looked at the oldest child. In part two, we looked at the middle child or also called the second born. And in today's show, we will will be looking at the youngest child. And as we did in the other series, we will be covering the traits, the tendencies, the pitfalls, but we'll also be looking at strategies for parents that parents can adapt in order to help to raise their youngest child child in a healthy way, both spiritually and psychologically. And when we look at the pitfalls, if you are a middle child, if you are a youngest child, I should say, then as we go through this show today, you will be hearing about things that you can do to avoid some of those pitfalls that you fall into unknowingly because you are not aware that these are your unhealthy tendencies. So when it comes to birth order, it was Alfred Adler who first proposed in 1960s, 1964, I think, that the order in which you were born determines to a large extent your personality and your behavior, and that you have both positive and negative traits as a result of that. So, the question was also asked last week by one of the callers uh, that that called us to say, what if there are more than three uh, children in the family? Because usually we talk about the firstborn, the middle child, and the youngest. But what if there are four children? If there are four children, then there are two middle children. Or if there are five children, there are three middle children. So a middle child, you can be several middle child in a family. And so what also if you, you are an only child? If you're an only child, then we're also going to do a fourth part, part show. We will be looking at the only child and some of the trade tendencies, pitfalls, and what parents of only children can do to to make sure that they raise their their only child in an effective way. So today we'll be looking at the youngest child. And as we look at this today, as usual, we will be going to biblical references, talking about what the Bible, examples in the Bible of people who were youngest in their family. And so I like to do that because I think it makes these examples, make these these podcasts come alive. And as believers, we can also go and check those references to crystallize what we have talked about in the show. So, okay, let us now get to the meat of today's show, where we'll talk about the, the first section. We'll be dealing with the the traits of the the youngest child. So, youngest children tend to be very outgoing, and this makes sense because they 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 grow up around two children. Once they come into the family, there are already two other siblings 
in the family as well. So there are a lot of interaction with others and they tend to have very good social skills. So they, they tend to, to be very outgoing and, you know, very, very express themselves very well, very talkative and, and very interactive. And so we see an example of this in scripture with Joseph being the youngest child, at least for most of his life, he was the youngest child. We have Benjamin who was born long after, but let, let's talk about Joseph as the youngest child uh, at the point in which we find him in Scripture, where Joseph as the youngest, we see Joseph being very talkative about his dreams. Joseph had these dreams that he would one day be a ruler and he was going to, to his, his brothers and, and his parents would bow down to him. And so being this outgoing person that Joseph is, Joseph is telling all his older siblings about his dreams and not just once. He, he had several, at least two dreams and he would go and he would tell his brothers each time the dream that he had. So you may have a, a, youngest child in your family if you have uh, more than two children and you may notice this tendency that this younger child tend to be very social and very talkative but other qualities of the youngest child is that they tend also to be very persistent if they set their mind to something they will go after it and they will dedicate a lot of time and effort in pursuit of what they want they also deal very well with adversities where they don't give up easily they will keep trying and trying so they maintain a good attitude even in the midst of setback and uh, negative circumstances. We see this in the life of Joseph, where even in prison, Joseph had such a good attitude that he was put in charge in prison. And he was in prison for something that he didn't, for a crime he didn't commit, when, when Potiphar's wife lied that he had sexually assaulted her. And so, He's so persistent that even in prison, he is believing that there is still a future for him. So we see, we see Joseph in prison. Instead of being sad and dejected, he is interpreting dreams of others. He's very involved in helping out and being put in charge of the other prisoners. And so this is persistence. He doesn't give up easily. We see also the, the same trait in David. David, uh, King David as a youngest child, where when King David turned up that day where uh, Goliath was facing down against the entire army of Saul and everyone was afraid and David stepped up uh, at, at, to the battle. He came to the battle and his oldest brother, Eliab says, David, why have you come here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? 
I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. So here we have Eliab, the oldest brother, chastising David and basically telling him that he's out of place and that he should go back and take care of the sheep. And someone with a, a weak personality who is not determined would would just uh, pack up and go back home. But David did not let his brother's word stop him. David persisted to the, to, the, to the place where now he's going to King Saul and saying, I can... I can defeat Goliath. And he is, he is so confident that he is willing to, to put his life at risk to face this giant that many, that the entire army of, of Saul is afraid to face. So youngest children tend to be very confident as well. And this may be as a result of the fact that they feel very secure in the family system. They have a very good connection to their parents and usually to their siblings. And so, youngest children sometimes when they are faced with adversity because they are so they are so well connected they are so well adjusted they have good attachment to their their caregivers and their siblings they tend to be very positive and optimistic about life so here we have D- david the youngest not being perturbed by what his older brother said but stepping up to the plate and saying i'm going to to persevere. I'm not going to let these words turn my heart against what I know I can do. I am going to succeed at defeating Goliath. And we know the story very well that David stepped up to the battle and he defeated Goliath. But we also know uh, that another trait of youngest child of the youngest child is that they are free spirited. They make their own path. They don't necessarily adapt to the path of others. Young, a youngest child tend to have this free spiritedness where they will do things that they want to do. And we see this in the story of of David again, where in that battle we are told that when he went to King Saul and King Saul realized that this young man was brave enough to do something that all his, his warriors were afraid to do, his, his trained and seasoned soldiers were afraid to do, King Saul thought to himself, well, let me help you. And so King Saul now started dressing David in his armor. So he put his sword on David, he put his tunic on David, and and his helmet of bronze on David's head, and he said, No, son, you have the best equipment that there could be. I'm giving you these equipment. Now go and 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 fight Goliath. But we are told that David said I, I don't want these equipment. This doesn't feel right to me. I, I'm not used to this equipment. And what David did is that David took off the king's equipment. And the Bible said that he 
took them off and then you can read this in first samuel 17:38 to 40 we are told that he, he took off the equipment and then he chose for himself five smooth stones from the stream put them in a pouch of his shepherd's bag and with a sling in his hand and approached the philistine now this is very symbolic because middle child uh, sorry youngest child they are like that. They are going to choose an unconventional way. They are not going to take the path that their other siblings take or necessarily that you want them to take. They will take a path that they feel comfortable with. And so we see that David went off in this battle and he has these these this five stones and he has this sling in his hand and he's facing off against a giant and I guess I could just imagine that scene this day with Eliab his older brother looking on and saying what is he doing he's going to be killed doesn't he know that as a soldier if you're going to fight someone you need an armor don't you know that you need a sword and you need a helmet you are going to fight a giant without an helmet and so I can just imagine that Eliab, the oldest brother, probably closed his eyes when David marched out to Goliath thinking this is going to be a massacre. This is going to be a terrible death. He is going to be killed in the most terrible way. What is he doing? Why is he even here? But we are told that when David went out to fight Goliath and Goliath tried to intimidate him by his words are you am I a dog that you're coming at me with a with a a sling and stones that David was not put off by those words David was still confident he was still persistent he didn't trembled because of the 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 loud powerful voice or the size of Goliath he met Goliath face to face and with one swing of his sling he took Goliath down now this is an example of the youngest child, that the youngest child can sometimes achieve things that the oldest or other other people in the family would not imagine that they could achieve. But because of their persistence and their confidence, it can take them a very far way. So a few other characteristics about the youngest child as well. They're usually risk takers. And this comes from confidence again. We see risk taking in what David is doing. So they might be risk taker in the kind of jobs that they choose or the kind of investment that they decide to go in. And they, they are risk takers because they're very confident in themselves. They tend to be optimistic. They don't look at life in a negative way. And so they they may take risk in investment. They may take risk in the kind of careers that they choose. But this is part of the, the, the psychological makeup of the youngest child that they are confident in who they are. A youngest children, a youngest child can also uh, be very easygoing and fun loving. And these are, these are good qualities in themselves. But we'll talk a little bit more about some of the, the pitfalls that youngest, a youngest child could have when we get to that section. Michael will be right back. 
You have been listening to the Life Transformation Show where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services has been speaking on the topic Birth Order, Traits, Tendencies and Pitfalls, Part 3. You can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com or by calling 1-877-204-2914 where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Your donations help us to stay on the air and to provide subsidized counseling to those who can't afford it. Back to Michael. So youngest child could also have this sense of being special. We, we have this example of Joseph from the scripture that Joseph saw himself as being very special. He was going to be a ruler. He had this sense from a very young age that he would excel over his brothers and that he, his, even his parents would bow down to him. So on one hand, this is a prophetic dream that he's having that it did come to pass. But on the other hand, we can see that this sense of being special could be because of how he was treated by Jacob. We're told that Jacob, his father, made a coat of many colors. And I'll just read the the narrative from Genesis 37, verse 3 to 4, to give you a picture of how this was playing out. It says, Now Israel, Jacob, loved Joseph more than any of his other sons, because he had been born to him in his old age, and he made an ornate robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. So here we have Jacob treating his son Joseph as being special. He didn't make this robe for any of the other sons that he had, but he made it for Joseph. And Joseph is parading around in this coat of many colors and his brothers would see him. He would stand out among the, 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 the green grass or the outdoors because they could see him coming from a mile away because of his, of, of the robe that he's wearing. And he's marching around as a little, a little king where he is dressing so different than his other brothers. So no doubt that this gave Joseph this sense of being special. So in one way, it's a good thing, but in another way, it's negative because treating a youngest child as being special can also lead to that child being hated and alienated by their brothers. And we see this in the case of Joseph, that the Bible tells us that his brothers hated him because of his sense of being special and because he is he was treated as favorite by his father. Well, now let's look at some of the pitfalls of the youngest child. One of the pitfalls is that youngest children can tend to underestimate difficulties. And so we, we talk about that being uh, their, their positive outlook as life can be a positive, but it can also be a negative as well. There are times that youngest children, because everything came easily because of their position in the family, they were treated as special or loved, they can go through life thinking that everything should come easily, and they can underestimate difficulties and sometimes take on tasks that are too overwhelming or un 
unable to be accomplished. And even with their best intentions and their best of efforts, they may fail at these at these tasks. So sometimes we find youngest children being dreamers where they're always chasing after pipe dreams and not achieving those dreams because they underestimate the difficulties of those tasks. So it, whereas it can be a positive thing to be optimistic and positive, it can also be a negative in some circumstances if it's taken to the extreme. They can also feel, middle ch- a middle child can also feel that they do not have a voice. And this is because they're the youngest in the family. They, their voice maybe was never heard. They were talked over by the older siblings and nothing that they did was or said, nothing that they said was ever taken seriously. This can lead to a, a, a feeling that they go through life with feeling that I am just the youngest child. My voice doesn't matter. What I say is not important. And the third, uh, the third uh, possible pitfall is that youngest child can sometimes be the object of family bullying, where they can be bullied by their older peers. And sometimes it can go unnoticed or Parents can pass this off as just sibling rivalry or are held to competition among children. But if you are the youngest child and you're competing with a brother that's four or five years older than you, this is not a fair competition. So sometimes it can end up that the youngest child can feel as if they are being bullied by the older siblings. And they can also so be spoiled as a youngest child and be unprepared for life because because when you have parents that, you know, uh, do everything for a youngest child and spoil that youngest child, this could leave them unprepared for life. So now let's move on to talk about some of the advice to parents. So we can start right there by saying, don't spoil your youngest child. Teach them responsibility. Give them chores. Treat them the same way that you do the other children so that you are preparing them for life and not letting them go into life thinking that everything should come easily because I am special. So as parents, it's very important for you to teach your youngest child responsibility. The other thing too is that as parents, you need to protect the youngest child because as I said before, they can often feel are bullied by their older siblings when there are when there are disputes or conflicts between them because they are so young that they feel as if they are no match for the oldest child. So if if you are seeing this in your household, it's important for you to intervene and to make sure that you 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 advocate for the youngest child in a way that they feel that they have a voice because children who are bullied in the home and are not protected will also feel as if bullying is okay when they are outside of the house as well and so it's also important to include your youngest child in discussion. So if you're around a family gathering on the, or around a table and everyone else is talking and everyone else has input on a certain subject, 
involve the youngest child. What are your thoughts about this? What do you think? Encourage them to share what they have to say and validate their opinions, even if it might not be well thought out or as mature as the oldest child or the middle child would would put it. So make sure that you cultivate this sense that their voice is important because this, this is one of the pitfalls that often happens later on in life. And it's also important to empathize with your youngest child. Remember that this youngest child can can grow up feeling inferior to their older sibling if they see the older sibling being bigger, being able to run faster, to jump higher, and at times they can be frustrated. And so it's important for you to, to empathize with them if they are trying to do something and they can't do it as well as the older child. It's important for you to, to normalize their inability. And you can do this by talking about stories of how maybe you as a youngest child or when you were younger, you weren't able to do things that your older brother could do. But now that you're an adult, you can do things just as well. So you're helping them to see by that kind of dialogue that they are not in this state where it's a fixed thing that you're always going to be able to do less than your older brother. But you're helping them through this kind of a dialogue and storytelling that they can now begin to see themselves that, oh, I will get there one day. And remember, children often do not think the way that we think as adults, where they realize that, oh, I'm only seven and my brother is 15. And so this is why he's bigger and stronger. They might just see themselves as, why can't I do that? And this takes me to my next point, because being the youngest child, they can also have this sense of unfairness, like the older child gets to go out and stay out late with friends while their bedtime is at eight o'clock. And they, as I said, children don't think the same way that we think as adults. They're looking at that and they're thinking, this is unfair. He is getting to go out with his friends and stay until midnight and after, because, and, and they're thinking, why can't I do the same thing? They're not thinking I am seven and he's 15. They're thinking this is unfair. I want to go out too. So it's important that you you empathize again with this with your child and you talk to your child about his or her feelings so that they understand that that they too will get to that stage where they will have the same privileges but oftentimes what we tend to do as parents is to is to just use this authoritarian approach to say that you are too young you can you can't do that but empathize with the feeling because they're not thinking about it the way that you're thinking about it. So empathize with them, sympathize with them that they're not able to do that now. Let them know that there was a time when their older brother could not have the privilege, did not have the privilege that he has now, and that one day they will have those privilege as well. And so it's also important for, for you to 
uh, teach assertiveness, where you teach your child in, in healthy ways to stand up to the older siblings and to, to have a voice in, in conflict resolution. Because oftentimes what will happen is that the youngest child might internalize their inability to stand up and go away feeling less than or bullied. So teach assertiveness, healthy assertiveness to your youngest child. There's a lot more I could say on this, but we're quickly out of time today. So if you have missed the first part of this show, you can find it on our YouTube channel by going to YouTube and type in Elim Counseling Services. If you have any question about this show or about any mental health needs, you can you can also uh, email us by going to our website, elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. We also want to remind you that we are not for a profit organization that counts on your support to stay on the air. So if you like this show and you have benefited from our ministry or you have recommended others to us who have benefited from this ministry, please consider giving a donation to help us to continue doing this unique work that we do. So until next time, may God bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.